Well, hey there, everyone. Uh, Pastor Trent here. So excited to join you for Wednesdays in the Word. Uh, we've taken off several weeks. We took the holiday season off from Thanksgiving uh, through New Year's, but we're glad to be back with you uh, doing our Wednesday devotionals. I want to share a little bit with you about the direction I hope this will be going. Uh, I am going to be personally reading the F260 uh, Bible reading plan found at Replicate Ministries. Um, or, you know, Robbie Gallaty, uh, is the one who writes that and came up with that, his ministry. Uh, we have copies here at the church. If you would like to join with us in reading through the Bible in 260 days in the year 2021, uh, and what it's, it's a little bit different than other Bible reading plans. This Bible reading plan takes us through foundational passages of the whole Bible. So we're not necessarily reading every word of the Bible. We're reading those foundational passages. Uh, and we do so in 260 days, meaning that it's Bible reading for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, the weekends are reserved for uh, reflection, restoration, relaxation, and catching up on any reading that you may have missed throughout the week. Um, again, if you would like one of these Bible reading plans, you can go to Replicate Ministries website. Uh, it's free there. There's devotions that you can purchase that go along with it as well and journals. Uh, but just some good resources uh, on that uh, ministry website. Again, Replicate Ministries. Or you can get a copy of the reading plan here at the church um, on Sunday mornings. Uh, but what I want to do on Wednesdays is share with you some of the highlights uh, through my reading. And today, this week, as we start 2021, um, the week reading is Genesis 1 and 2, Genesis 3 and 4, Genesis 6 through 7, Genesis 8 and 9. And we'll end the week reading Job one and two. Our memory verses for this week are Genesis one twenty-seven, Hebrews eleven seven. Uh, so it's some wonderful passages, but what really stands out to me is Genesis one and two. Uh, in the beginning, God. It's such powerful passages. In the beginning, God. Um, I had a child come up to me one time and say, Pastor, who created God? It's a pretty hard question, interesting question, but the answer uh, it's hard for us to understand because all that we know is things that have been created. Uh, but yet God was not created. He says in Exodus that you can tell them that I am sent you. Uh, what that means is he has always been. There's never been a time in the past where God was not existent. He has always been. Uh, he is always now and he will always B. Nobody created God because he is eternal. Uh, and that's such a powerful thing for us to worship. And it's such a powerful thing for us to wrap our head around, even though we don't fully understand exactly um, how to comprehend that truth. But it is an amazing truth. And so here is this God and he creates out of nothing. Um, it's just there's nothing. And he creates everything because he is powerful and he is majestic and he is all knowing and and this is you know the bible says we should fear this god and, and we should respect this god and reverence this god and worship god because he is eternal and he created everything from nothing the first two chapters of the bible establish a biblical worldview for all christians uh, it gives us a worldview regarding the natural world god created nature Everything we see was created by God. Uh, we, um, our worldview about human identity can be developed from Genesis 1 and 2. Our, our worldview of human relationships 
can be uh, crafted starting in Genesis 1 and 2. These chapters affirm that God is sovereign. He is completely in control of all things at all times. And listen, that should give us great comfort and peace, especially as the world continues to spiral out of control and we don't understand what's happening and there's wars and rumors of wars, there's sicknesses and diseases, um, there's all kinds of things that are causing us stress and uneasiness, but yet we know that God is working all things for our good and for his glory because he is sovereign. He is in control of all things at all times. We also see in chapters 1 and 2 that God is a loving creator who speaks the world into existence for his glory. He made humans in his image, linking their identity to his own. And he has also made us male and female as partners who complement one another uh, to model unity and diversity in the body of Christ. So it is such a wonderful thing as we read these verses to see that, yes, we were created in the image of God. And as you read these Genesis 1 and 2, you may notice that as God's creating, he says, let there be, you know, let there be this, let there be this. And he goes through all those things, let there be. But then he comes to something different. He comes to that last day and he comes to where he's creating Adam and he's creating humanity. And he says this phrase, let us make. See, it's not just let there be, it's let us make. And he says, let us make in our own image. See, there's something very distinct about humanity. You know, we are distinguished. We are different from the rest of creation. Uh, we were created in the image and likeness of God. And that's really hard to explain and hard to understand. The Bible doesn't speak a ton to it. But there's five things that I think we can be assured of as we read the scriptures and as we study this idea of being created in the image of God. First, uh, creation in the image of God is affirmed for all persons. Everyone, no matter what their skin color is, no matter what their age, no matter what, what nation they were born in, no matter what language they speak, everyone was created in the image of God. Uh, this is a universal idea for all humans. The second thing that we see is that it does involve being like God in some unspecified way. We're not really sure how we are like God in the creation story, but in some way we are like him. Maybe it's that we have control over uh, the animals. Maybe it's even, you know, we have the, those kinds of things. Maybe it's we can... We have the freedom to make choices. You know, humanity was given free will and creation. And so maybe that's a part of it where other parts of creation weren't given that kind of, um, identity. Uh, but we, so we don't really know, um, what that means. But in some way, we are like God. Now, to be clear, we are not God. Okay. We're not fully God. We are not exactly like Him. Because we're not all-knowing, we're not all-powerful, you and I can't create like God's, but in some way, we are created in the image of God. The, the third thing I want to just share with you is that creation in the image of God is the basis for human uniqueness and dignity. 
Because all of humanity was created in the image of likeness of God, all human life is to be valued. All human life from womb to tomb is to be highly valued. It's why one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not murder. Uh, And it's why we see uh, that theme kind of throughout the Bible is that humanity is to be valued. Life is to be valued. The fourth thing that we see is even after the fall, in Genesis 3 we read about humanity's sins and the fall. Even after the fall, humans are spoken of as being in the image of God. You know, in some way, shape, or form, sin damaged the image, but it was not destroyed. Uh, we, we didn't lose the image of God when we sinned uh, because we know that we can be renewed and restored to what we were created to be through Jesus Christ. So even though it does seem that the image was damaged, it was not destroyed, and through Jesus Christ, we can find that restoration. And that's the fifth thing. Since Christ is the perfect image of God and the result of his process of restoration is being, and the process of being fully restored is to be fully like Christ. You know, Jesus uh, was born of a virgin. So he wasn't born the natural way that you and I were born. It was different. Uh, In essence, you could call Jesus the second Adam. The first Adam was created in the image of God and he sinned. He rebelled and he failed to live up to God's commandments. But Jesus, the second Adam, again, created in the image of God, but fully God and fully human was able to live a sinless life. He did not commit not one sin ever. And because of that, through our faith in him, because of God's grace and mercy, we can have the image restored in us to what it used to be and what it was created to be. That's a powerful truth. And I'll say it like this. When you decide to follow Jesus, you are saved instantly from the penalty of sin. You are saved from an eternity separated from God. You are found not guilty by God when you make that decision. And you will spend eternity in heaven with God. That is saved from the penalty of sin. The next step in the process is you are going to, you are in the process of being saved from the power of sin. Just because you make a decision to follow Jesus doesn't mean temptation disappears. You will be tempted and you are going to make mistakes. This is a process known as sanctification. Each and every day we commit to being more and more like Jesus. Knowing that we are forgiven, knowing that we are set free from the penalty of sin, but we are in the process of getting closer to being like Jesus. And then one day, because of our faith, one day we will be glorified. And that means we will be saved from the presence of sin. One day when we're in heaven, we are going to be completely saved from the presence of sin. Sin does not exist in heaven because God's in heaven. And so that is a process of being restored to what we were created to be in the image of God. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to encourage you to continue to read your Bible each and every day. You can use any Bible reading plan you want. But again, I'll be walking through the F 
260 verses in the coming weeks and in the year 2021. God bless.